podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, truly, the boys are back. It is time for what has become an annual tradition. The first time it happened, it was a 100% accident, but it's happened uh, every December ever since. If you go back and listen, this originally happened at International Tap House right down in the crossroads, and we were answering your questions about a certain coaching search that we were very certain would go a different direction than it did. Sure enough, getting drunk and answering questions then became a December tradition. And while we're doing this over Zoom, and with less alcohol than the previous times, but I'm still pretty buzzed, we're going to answer your questions. And I keep saying we because it is not just me. The man who came to me and said, Scott, let's do it. Let's finally start our podcast. The co-founder of the greatest K-State fan podcast to ever exist. The original co-host of this show. The man who has had 17 different Twitter accounts. He is nominated for Best Dad of the Year in Topeka, Kansas. The man, the myth, the legend, the grill master himself. Grant Copeland is back. Grant, welcome back. It's It's been a long time. It's been since Blitz Month, uh, but you're back. It's the holiday season. How have you been? I appreciate you not inviting me for Blitz this year because I had no idea about anything. No, I did. <laughs> that was your you last did? appearance. You, you made an appearance in August. Oh, Jesus. Well, that goes to show where At least I'm my pretty sure. brain is. I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> I my swear. God. I, thought I don't think did. I was on Blitz. No, I don't. Not I thought... for this, this less... Not for 2023 football. So have no. you not been on since December? Probably not. It's been a while. Jesus, no, I, I think I've been you, on. I think I've been on for other. For I thought you were show, like I, you were on in the summer. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, and I've come on like uh, some live shows, but I was. I didn't get a blitz show, and oh I was genuinely God. like, "Thank God he didn't ask me because I don't know. I didn't know shit about the team. I was. I, I was. Oh my totally God! Totally aloof. I, in I the thought. Build up. <laughs> I thought okay. I did. Um, that's crazy. Um. Okay, well, I'm no going... problem. It's great to be back. Yeah, um, welcome back on the mic. Um, and uh, this was—I love this tradition. This is the drunkest show we ever did. And um, look what I've got here for you. <laughs> oh, I poured a shot, and I'm going to take it. And we're going to—I'm going to get a little drunk on this show um, to honor that first time we did this, and uh, to keep the tradition going. This is a little uh, tequila. Uh. Gold? I don't know. It's a shitty shooter that I just had left over, so well, there probably going to suck, but here we go. We're going to start this off right. Cheers to you, my friend. This is large. Mm. Okay, ready? You can do it. 
Oh, there it is. Woo. Okay, Ooh. so so uh, you took that shot. So today, um, oh god, my secret day job. My entire team is still Ooh. remote. We did like a remote Christmas party, and uh, I made an eggnog espresso martini. Um, I had um, rage these days. Espresso martinis. Let me tell you. And they're honestly, they're fine. Um, I like other stuff better, but you know, it's just pretty generic. It's coffee. Vodka doesn't have a taste, but yeah, I, you know, did like two shots of, uh, uh, vodka, a shot mm. of espresso, um, half ounce of Kahlua, and then like two ounces of eggnog shook it together. So I did that and I've had roughly four and a half ounces of bourbon, and I'm drinking a sponsor. We'll talk about them later. A Manhattan Brewing Company strong ale that was aged in bullet bourbon barrels. Uh, it's very boozy. I'm definitely tipsy. Um, and I'm going to drink through this. And, and yeah, I'll be I'll definitely be drunk through this episode. Um, but but it's, but it's a good one. I like this episode. Um, I'm playing catch up a little bit. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Nothing but wrong. Don't with that. worry. It's gonna I'll catch up quick. I'm I'm sure you will. Um before we get into all the great questions, since it's been a while, um <clears throat> you can say whatever you want about K State football, basketball. We have we have women's basketball questions we can talk about Jeff Mitty and the squad later. Um as long as not and I've said it so much on the show uh leading into it. Is all if everything goes correct tomorrow morning, I'm actually hopping on Zoom with Jeff Mitty. So, uh, a little time travel. So, Monday's episode, the episode before this one, uh, might have the head man himself, Jeff Mitty, but you can say whatever you want about case athletics before we get to the uh, questions. I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> um, what do you think about this football season? Because there wasn't like, oh, talk about football, like eight and four and our what our, our our losses were a combined like twenty two points. That this sucks. football season feels, I don't know. It almost it feels kind of like a unique season. Um, I made a parallel to it, like previously that it kind of would feel. Now this was prior to the Iowa State debacle, uh, <laughs> but it, it felt like kind of a 2002 kind of season where, you know, all by all metrics, this team was really good, um, but we just missed. We lost to the wrong teams at the wrong time, namely Oklahoma State, similar to like losing at Colorado. A really good team that also lost to Texas, and it kept us out of the Big 12 title game. Ultimately, we that kind of went tits up when we lost in the snowball, snowmageddon, but um, – a weird season where we kind of lost every game that mattered um, except for KU. The KU game was like a horrendous experience. Um, I got, I think we got a real taste of what it's like to have a rival that has a pulse in football. And I, I hated every second of that game, but it was really fun to win. Um, So it was like a season of weird, like not super high highs and very low lows when it comes to like important games, but the whole time we were kind of engaged in it because it basically did go almost to the last game. So I don't know. It was a weird one. Um, 
ultimately we'll look back on it probably a little bit disappointed um, because I think we had pretty high expectations going into this season. But you know what? We won a Dr. Pepper last year um, to bounce back with eight wins. Um, it's not the end of the world. And every team we lost to was a, a good team. Except for if you ask State. me. Sure. Buck Iowa State. Uh, not saying the F word <clears throat> in 2024. So, uh, okay. Um, that's my goal. Um, so, uh, Kelly Ford, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the guy who does K Ford ratings on Twitter, mm-hmm. he, uh, he did K State's top 10 seasons um according to his metrics how he does things very computer based um i'll give you one guess where do you think uh so 2023 came in um in i the saw top this 10. i think oh it was number two wasn't it no no it was number six. Oh, really fuck never mind um yeah our, our number one team th- this is wild number one team according to his power rate ratings oh two yeah, O two. Yeah, yeah. Then ninety nine, then ninety eight, then two thousand, then twenty twelve, then this twenty twenty three team, then ninety seven, ninety five, twenty twenty two, and twenty fourteen. So two thousand and three was number eleven, ninety six, twelve, and then number thirteen was nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I mean that is pretty crazy. I mean, that's um, wild. I mean, it just goes to show how close we really were. I mean. Outside of the disaster of, and I'm not, I think Oklahoma State was was a disaster. Uh, there was we were never really close in that game. Iowa State, I honestly, I don't know if that happens. I don't know if we lose to Iowa State if no. we have the Big Twelve title on the line. Um, I think that changes things. Or if um, just the weather wasn't what it was. True, but um, God, I mean the Texas loss. The Missouri loss, a walk-off 61-yarder, absurd. Um, the Texas loss, we had two opportunities to just go win that game, and we didn't do it. Um, very close. We were very yeah. close, and to end up 8-4, and four is it's just a bizarre year um, where, like I said, you stay in, we were engaged basically the entire season because it was such a cluster from first to fifth place, sixth place for so long, but to end up 8-4 and four is kind of – funny honestly in a way but yeah I mean, um, if I, if you beat nc state in the bowl game I, I think you know you end in the top 25 rankings for the ap poll and coaches poll you're in the final college football playoff poll so you have a top 25 season and i'm disappointed in it we we failed to meet uh realistic expectations um but we are in a point where you know eight and four is a disappointing season i mean that that's a pretty good state of the program i agree i mean Genuinely, if you don't count uh, once in a hundred years pandemic, um, his floor has eight. been eight eight yeah. wins. That's pretty good. That's something that I can accept. It's almost also his. It's almost also his ceiling. Um, if you don't count last year, <laughs> they <laughs> win eight eight games every fucking year. It seems, but um, you know, that's kind of like what I am totally fine with K State being is win you know eight nine games a year and then that third and fourth year you make a run with that special team that's fine i think that's that's totally reasonable but um i think the program is in a healthy state and uh going forward we have some very exciting young players uh to keep an eye on so yes we do yes we do all right let's let's get into the questions um i mean these questions are all over the place i mean They are. Some of them are horrible. 
there's two of them I did not include. Um, I'll because... answer one of those you didn't include. I immediately knew the answer to Mike's question. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just, I wanted nothing to do with that one. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You've yeah. got a little more class than me. I will stink it up. Okay. Well, you, I, I didn't favorite that one. So you'll have to remember it at the end. Um, but but we're we're getting wild into it. Um, one of our kind of historic uh, for the show, um, I think there's probably a love hate relationship between the Bandos and uh, Bosco's boys. Um, but truthfully, th- there's a lot more of them um, than I realize. And um, as much as I kind of like to poke fun at, sometimes they think they're very very important. I do love them. So Blake asks, what is your big 12 marching band power rankings? Uh, this can be lim- <laughs> excuse me, limited to the bands you've seen in person. I've seen all of the uh, legacy 12. I haven't seen any of the new 12. So I can do this ranking. Um, do you have any power rankings? Of- I mean, this feels like a Scott question, frankly. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I've seen... K-State, Texas, OU, Oklahoma State, KU. That's like top of my – I've probably seen Missouri. Well, I mean, old, Missouri's old not in the Big 12 are, anymore. So. Sure. True. They were Obviously. not very good. I was there this fall. They were not very good. I'll just say K-State's number one. I let's mean, put, that's that good. Um, for me, Texas is number one. Um, K-State is, is good. K-State number two. Um, Texas Tech – number three, Oklahoma, number four, um, even though, you know, the whole meme is they only play one song. So Oklahoma's number four, West Virginia, number five, um, Oklahoma State, number six, Iowa State, number seven. Man. KU is near the bottom. Baylor near the bottom. TCU is the bottom. TCU is the number one, number 12, the worst, 14, 10, whatever. They're the worst. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all of them, like for the 10. I think that's reasonable. Um, I, I don't think that the new ones. I don't think that anyone listening will give a single fuck about that question. No, <laughs> except no, no, for no. the man I, who asked it. So, I don't think no so. No disrespect. But I love Blake. I, I love Blake. Blake. Shout out to Blake. Uh, Blake also asked, is this the most you followed a K-State women's basketball team? No. I mean, we grew up, I mean, in the heyday of K-State women's teams. You know, Kendra Wecker, Oldie, um, Shaylee Lenning. uh, I'm sure I'm missing some of the other big names. But, I mean, you know, they were winning the Big 12. They won the NIT, making runs in the NCAA tournament. Uh, So, no, this is not the closest. This is the closest I've followed them. Um, I mean, in 20 years, you know, yeah, since like 2003, well, 15 years, this is the most I've found them in 15 years, but I mean, heck, I remember those teams. And I, I remember when my grandfather gave up his men's basketball season tickets to get women's basketball season tickets. I could say that this team has potential to be my most followed team. It has yes, potential. Yeah, it can get there. Um, it can get there. I definitely did follow the Nicole Oldie, Kendra Wecker team fairly closely. Um, I recall watching them on TV all the time. But the access that they have now today, and this is a good team. This is a really good team. So I try to watch them every time I can. Um, 
So come the end of it, you know, depending on how this season goes, it could be. It could end up being number one. No, it definitely has the potential. And uh, this week I bought uh, tickets to go see K-State play Texas uh, in Bramlage Coliseum on uh, January 12th. So I, I will be there for that one. Um, and, and I wanted to get up to St. Joe for the game versus Missouri, but had some stuff pop up. So, yep, we'll go to Joel Anderson next. Uh, we've asked what your go-to drink is. I want to know what adult beverage will you never touch again, Grant? Let's let's also do our go-to drinks because I think that changes. So right now, my go-to is probably a tequila soda. I think it's extremely versatile. Um, it's delicious. I can have it at any any season, and uh, it doesn't ever ever make me feel hungover. So I'm a fully a tequila soda guy right now. So, I also think it's the lowest cal drink well, there, you can have. There you go. Um, so Manhattan Brewing Company craft beers, um, obviously. Shout out to them, sponsor. Um, and we'll probably talk about them here in a second. Um, but if but if we're talking about like hard alcohol, um, just a whiskey or bourbon over ice, um, or maybe a little bit of diet ginger ale, um, and then sometimes a gin and tonic uh when I'm at my parents' house. My dad has a bunch of gin. Um Love so I like gin. that. Um if I'm doing a cocktail, so uh so man, where was I when I was ordering Paloma? When I was out in Las Vegas, I, I was ordering mm. Palomas with breakfast. Um, Phenomenal! So I, I that love might be the, the best cocktail, if you ask me. Yeah. So Fucking if we're amazing. going cocktails, it might be Palomas right now. And again, I, I'll still, I'll still take a old fashioned. Um, I, I, I try to do like Christmassy and cranberry and spice stuff during like thanksgiving to christmas i I try to Mm. come up with different ideas with like cranberries and cranberry simple syrup and Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you a christmas drink that you're gonna love you check your check your dms yep um but yeah so so but 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 really um manhattan brewing company beer and then um palomas gin and tonics just whiskey over ice uh, for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, kind of out on whiskey right now. Yeah, so you've know been is. saying that. So is that like you'll never touch it again? Is that like... Oh, of course never... I will. Okay. But it's like... uh, I don't know. I The last few times I've had it, it's like this is... I'm not interested in this right now. It doesn't seem... My palate is not fucking with whiskey at the moment. It's just... I don't know. It's just out. <laughs> That's fair. So I, I have a definitive... It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter what it is i will never touch it's anything with coconut and i think i've told the story on the podcast before but it was like my second first or second weekend in college um we had a four person suite in haymaker we probably had like 16 or 17 people um we got busted the next weekend for having alcohol in the dorms and of course drink responsibly only when you're 21 um but i won't say who it was but i was like man i'm feeling kind of drunk he's like man you're a lightweight i've i've had you know three or four more shots in you and there's seven shots lined up of malibu coconut rum and i said oh yeah that sounds Took great all of those <laughs> shots then i got iced and then probably 20 minutes later spinning then i spend the next five hours <laughs> in the bathroom just vomiting up my guts so mm. anything coconut related and honestly outside of when i was in hawaii I have not really touched a ton of rum since either. 
Rum is rare, I feel. And rum, probably not. But that that's what it is for me. What what won't you touch? I don't I rarely say never. Because, <laughs> you know, as human beings, I think we should be it's becoming of us to be adaptive and evolving at all times. But um drinks that I would tend to pass on or at least like probably not order. A classic martini. Not a fan. Um, I think olives are fucking disgusting. Yeah, I hate olives so much. And olives with just like straight vodka or gin, it's just like it's a bad drink. I've I've have had them many times, and I'll choke one down occasionally if I if it's if I'm feeling like brave or something. But I think that's a terrible drink. I don't really. I've been at martini bars. (laughs) No, I will get I'll get something weird off the menu that doesn't have olives. Like. And I listened to this podcast. I was like, oh, martinis aren't even a drink. It's like the glass. It's a martini glass. And what you put in there, you know, like the classic vodka martini and the classic gin martini. Like that's like bullshit, like just made up stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really mess with eggnog either, but I would, I feel like every year I try it and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Dude. And then um, I don't really. I, I honestly, I, I got some. Uh, this week, I was like, I haven't tried it since 2013. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, I then looked at the label, and I was just like, all right, you know, eventually you have to stop being, you know, you, Scott. You have to start changing some lifestyle decisions. Uh, it is the most every, fattening yeah. drink in the world. Every, <laughs> I bet. I was like, every, I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? No. It's a Big Mac. It's a Big Mac in a glass. I... Every Christmas, I'm like, do I like eggnog? And I try it, and I'm like, ah, that's all right. But I feel like I'm good if I'm going to drink eggnog, I'd rather just drink some similar drink, like a White Russian or something like that. But, um, yeah, those are drinks I'm not – and a Negroni. I, I had my time with a Negroni, but Campari is very harsh. It's just like – it takes about – like when you get halfway through it, you're like, okay, I've, I'm used to it now. I can kind of drink this, but it is harsh. It's very bitter. So uh, it was like probably like 18 months ago, and you kind of got me into it doing like, you know, the home bartending stuff. And I have Campari, and it's like I've made like two or three drinks with it. I'm like, eh, that's just It's gonna... terror. It's very it's, bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So you know how a bottle is, your bottle of Campari. My neck is like the only part that's empty. And I've had that for like two years. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's fucking I terrible. Nothing to do with that. All right, it's before we get, medicine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gross. Uh, before we get into the next question, I do want to give a shout to Manhattan Brewing Company. First and foremost, they've now been with us for about eighteen months straight. I absolutely love them. They are the spot to go before you go to a K State basketball game for the men or women this year. And also, look. I, I talked about how much I love their beers. We even have a question later about their beers. I'm drinking one of their beers right now. They currently have three different cocktails on tap. They have a bar. They do cocktails. And look, if you're unlike Grant, if you like a little bit of bourbon, you can get a little sidecar of bullet bourbon with your beer as well. So it's not just elite craft beer. They also have elite cocktails as well. Get into Manhattan Brewing Company today. Go back to the 1012 Network uh, YouTube page and see me, Philip from the 1012 Network, and the guys from Manhattan Brewing Company doing our four Pop-Tart and beer tasting together 
Uh, that's happening on Sunday. So again, some more time travel. So go back if you didn't watch it live and go watch that. All right. Here's a question from Morgan. Again, I don't want to be mean to Morgan, but wild question here. Something that has always bothered me. Why does KU always go before KSU alphabetically on media stuff? Especially when technically they're the University of Kansas, not Kansas University. Um, First off, it's like that for all the sports. Uh, University of Kentucky is not at the bottom of the SEC. Um, But don't be bothered by stuff like that. I was going to give one piece of advice. One piece of advice to K-State fans. Do not get bothered about stupid little things like that when it comes to the rivalry with KU. Yeah, I mean, I'd say take a step back and evaluate your question. Respect <laughs> respect the Q&A, <laughs> honestly. Oh, man. Yeah, quite right. wasting my time. <laughs> You're not wasting our time, Morgan. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, we're going back to Joel. Um, he would love another recap of the grill story from last year. It was an all-time Twitter day. Uh, wasn't a day. It, it was the evening, I believe, because um, I believe this was the Oklahoma game, right? Mm-hmm. So I I was driving back. It took like four and a half hours to drive from Norman to Oklahoma City because traffic in Oklahoma, in Norman, Oklahoma, after the game is absolutely stupid. Um, you tried to call <laughs> me a handful of times, um, but I, I come back to a lot of lot of like screen grabs and DMs from folks like, what is Grant up to? So you tell the story because I don't – well, actually, I think I do know. And I'll be interested to see how, how much detail you're going into this. Um, So tell the story of basically post-OU game is what this question is. Yeah, um, the grill. And then there's a picture the original, later on. Someone that's tweeted. My- that's my new picture on Twitter at this point. Yeah, uh, so thumbs up. And again, there's multiple grill nights as well. That happened so, quite a bit. This in is the, the original grill night. Um, yes. <laughs> so basically, I blacked out. I mean, I was like, I would say I browned out for a decent period of time. Um, I mean, it was Oklahoma. It was the OU game. We're on Fox. Um I was binge nervously binge drinking before the game and during the game. And I was drinking Manhattan uh, uh, brewery, Manhattan brewing company beers. And uh, like, you know, they're tall boys. I had two, four packs. One was the tasty IPA or whatever. And then the other was uh, the wheats. And I may have drank eight of those. (laughs) So I may have drank eight tall boys Um, prior to that. I like I'm pretty sure I was drinking gin. Um so I got super fucked up. We won the game. Um I told my buddy to come over and then we continued the party. Um and that's where things get really hazy. <laughs> I the last thing I really remember <laughs> is being like in front of my house just kind of pacing around drinking Bud Lights with my friend Austin and we're just talking talking shop, you know. Um, and then I barely remember like going in and I had a bunch of just chicken drums, (laughs) not wings, big, the big drums. And, uh, I was grilling those. Um, I remember going back, going downstairs, getting in the refrigerator, (laughs) eating those chickens. And then I wake up at 5am and my wife is standing over me and I'm like, I think I'm, I might've been completely naked. 
in in this recliner and there's just like a plate in front of me with just chicken bones everywhere and she says to me you better clean up the kitchens and that's like the last thing i remember i was like extremely hungover um and apparently what i what had happened was i had cooked like a whole uh i think i cooked like a cup of rice in the instant pot and but there was like dry rice all over the fucking floor and i didn't have a single bite of the rice the chicken pot or the the instant pot was just open and it had rice in it that was cooked but like dry and i mean i i got in it i got into the cups that night and uh took some some good picks and then that just kind of started the the legend of the grill and every time that there was a fun exciting win that year i would hit the grill or i'd take a picture of the grill i'd go outside and just i just drank and 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 lean into it. The other night that that really uh, kind of memed itself was when we beat KU and we kind of con- we clinched going to Arlington, and that's when the smoking picture came out where I was on the grill and I got the cigarette in my mouth. So, a couple of good grill nights, but um, it was all fueled by um, binge drinking, really. And I, you know, I've I've been waiting for another grill night, but. And and honestly, beating KU this year would have been a good grill, grill night. Uh, but I was I was busy that night, and I thought about. I, I remember getting home, um, kind of drunk. I was like, I was pretty drunk actually after that KU game, um, and I was like laying in bed at about twelve thirty, um, and I remember just like I should go out. I should go out and just take some grill picks. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go set my phone up and take some, some fake grill picks and pretend that I'm, that I'm, I'm living it up just so I can just to feed the masses. But I didn't do it there. There will be another time when, when the cats, when something good happens, I'll, I'll probably head out back, but that's the story. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to go to Matt Marcini next or Marchesini. There's an S in there. It's Italian. Fireball Matt over at the Cocaine Willie podcast. If you had to pick your MVP plate, two meats, two sides, plus a beer to pair with them, what are you getting? Um, it can be food from different places and merge them into one plate. Um, look, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I've gone through different um, iterations. If you would have asked me, this question at different times, especially since I moved to Kansas city, I'd have different answers, but I'm going to tell you this. I've, I've gone to like, I've gotten really into a Joe's groove and, and I know that you, you probably think Joe's is overrated. Um, that's fine. Some people do. And again, there's great barbecue all over the, the place, but I, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, it was on a, a day they had burnt ends and their burnt ends are just so good. And I love their ribs as well. So I, I really would go Joe's burnt ends, Joe's ribs, Joe's fries. And then mm. I'd go Q39, um, either their beans, because they're the only beans that I like, or also... Their beans are so good. I, I, I'd probably go their beans, because the, the Q39, it's the only place I'll, I'll get uh, barbecue beans. So, um, I Joe's think Joe's fries, has really good beans, too, but... They're very, they're both very different, but I think that they're so good. Yeah, with their uh, beans. 
but but I mean, Joe's like legitimately might have my favorite French fries in the world. Your fries are fucking <laughs> good. So so and again, I I just man, I their burnt ends are my number one, and, and I flirted with a couple different places, sausages, and I even I even thought about you know Q thirty nine's wings. Uh, have they have LC's good wings. Burn-ins? Oh, LC's burnt ends are my second favorite burnt ends. Um. And then I, I I was thinking about Arthur Bryant's because I, I I like Arthur Bryant's as well and, and and truly I like all of it I'm not a big Jack Sack f- fan but again Jack Sack is better than anything I've had outside of Kansas City um but but I'm just kind of in a Joe's groove so uh, Joe's burnt ends Joe's ribs Joe's fries and then the beans from Q39. That's a great line. That's a great lineup. Um, I don't I don't have any like restaurant specific. I think like. And this, I agree. This is a hard question because it's going to change, given you know how you're how you're feeling, what you're into at the moment. Um, I used to be very anti sausage, but I sausage had a bit of a renaissance in my life. So I'll hit. I'm just going to say what I would do, just at any place. So I'm going to hit some classic ribs because ribs are like the ultimate barbecue uh, thing for me. I mean. Phenomenal. I will throw in like a spicy sausage or like a spicy barbecue sausage. I think that's a a nice, um, it's a nice alternative to the palate because it's like very different from anything else you're going to get at barbecue. Like I always get that at you know what I mean. Two thirty nine. Their sausage is really good. And then I would do a side of baked beans in this fourth side I've struggled with. I like the Joe's fries. That's a good call, but I was going to say like pasta salad or something like that. Um, I really wrestled over this um, because I love macaroni and cheese so much. However, I've got a bit of a a spiel here. I'd like to go over mac and cheese and this, I'd like to get some thoughts out about macaroni and cheese. Go for it. Um, I think mac and cheese is not a side ever. It should never be a side. Macaroni and cheese should only be an entree. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. So I'll give you two reasons why I think mac and cheese is a bad side and should only be an entree. If it's an, as an entree, mac and cheese is going to be served to you hot, ready, and fresh, um, recently cooked. And you can, you know, you can soup it up with a protein. You can put spices in there. That's how it should be. Um, but the, the key component to that is it's hot, ready, fresh. It's been recently cooked. If you get mac and cheese as a side, there's going to be two problems with it, okay? The first problem is you're either going to get a congealed cheese because, one, that macaroni and cheese has either been – it's had to cool out. It's had to cool off. How how – I guarantee you 98% of a mac and cheese side is not going to be like, boom, freshly cooked. Here you go. It's been sitting. And it's had to cool off at some point. So that cheese is going to congeal and it's going to dry out. Okay. And if, if they, even if they heat it back up, that mac and cheese, you know, naturally cheese, it, it, it congeals. I like my mac and cheese to be wet, creamy, sloppy. Somebody's going to clip that. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I do. You let I, macaroni I, and cheese sit for fucking five minutes, and you're getting you're it's right. a problem. It's a problem. You're not wrong. That's the first. That's the first issue. The second issue is even if it's been reheated, or if it's if they find a way to keep it creamy and 
and um, and sloppy and and perfect, like that perfect uniform consistency of mac and cheese. The noodle is going to overcook and it's going to soften, and you're not going to get that nice al dente noodle. Okay, so you're either going to get a soft bloated noodle, or you're going to get uh, a dry. Um, you know, congealed cheese that's been reheated and the consistency is just not going to work. So that's why mac and cheese, it's not a side ever. It should never be served as a side and fully it's an entree and it's a great entree. I have the highest respect for macaroni and cheese. Um, it's, there's some very good mac and cheeses out there, but stop serving it as a side. I tried to do it as a, a I tried to do a very high class macaroni and cheese side. I put my, a ton of effort into it for this Thanksgiving didn't work and that's i'm not just saying that because i failed but i think i i truly i stand by my macaroni and cheese uh uh, beliefs there it's a it's a great entree keep it as an entree i mean that's some of the best content we've had all year so so i thank you for that um let's get to philip um philip is going to be part of the pop tarts (laughs) and beer pairing uh pop tarts aside which other bowl game mascot would you most like to take a bite out of and uh, I mean, it has to. Are I mean, there, I, I'm, what are there? I'm just thinking back to that iconic picture of Mark Mangino standing next to the Orange Bowl, and just give me a, a a nice big bite out of that juicy orange, man. I think that's good. I mean, I are there any others that are like edible characters? Probably the well, cheese it in the past. Yeah. Well, so there is still a cheese it bowl. Um, the old that's, Outback Bowl where they had the blooming ooh, onion. Blooming onion. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the blooming onion then. Yeah, um, but that's not a bowl anymore. Um, so sorry. Well, if the cheese it still exists, and I have to There's choose, then Duke's, I'm going with the cheese. Duke's mayo, mayo. I wouldn't bowl. be doing that. Oof. The citrus bowl. You just took a big old uh, bite of lime. I don't know if they have a uh, uh, if they have a mascot, but um, I like I think it's the cheese it citrus bowl. So it's probably <laughs> still the cheese it. Um, Duke's mayo. You know, just uh, deep throat a big old spoon of mayonnaise. Um, I'm trying to think the sugar bowl. Uh, I don't know if they have a mascot, but you know, pour some sugar on me. Fiesta um, bowl, Fiesta bowl, no Tostitos, which but, is but their mascot is just a sun. Like, I, I know that mascot, it's just a sun. That's gonna be a problem. You don't want to yeah, do that, so you'd be dead. So, um, not a lot of options, but I, I'm, I'm going with that orange bowl, baby. Actually, the orange bowl makes perfect sense. You're yeah, right. I mean, it looks like a juicy orange, too. So yeah. so so we got uh we got Cole. This is the easiest one of probably a top five easiest question I've ever seen asked. What non KSU athlete would you uh, pick to play one year for K State <laughs> in a different sport? For example, Allen Iverson playing quarterback for the Cats. I have the easiest answer. It's easy. LeBron James playing wide receiver. Tight end. Oh, I have him at tight end. Okay. I don't. Fair. I don't. I mean, I. Maybe like LeBron James in his prime, like I okay, haven't. he could play tight end. Uh, but like LeBron James is, you know, he's six nine two fifty. He could totally yeah, play he, tight end. Yeah, he he could, he'd <laughs> have to play tight. But yeah, LeBron James. Well, here's tight end. like come here's on. some other options, and there's some very good loopholes for this question. By the way, okay, all right, let's hear some of the loopholes. Uh, I, I have, zeroed in you, on LeBron James, and I was just like, no, nope, uh, you can have it. the Chicago uh, White Sox Michael Jordan play basketball at K State. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have uh, the Kansas City Royals, Bo Jackson, could be a running back for the okay. Cats. So those are the cheat questions. 
my first thought instantly was LeBron. And then I was like, what else can we do? Usain Bolt at wide receiver. He's six five and he's the fastest man alive. Do you think you can he work can with catch that? though? Absolutely. I mean, do you see how you can not, work with that? I mean, do you, you see just, how not good he was at soccer. That's different. That's I know it's different, feet. but I mean, you could literally just say, "I'm gonna throw this as far as I can." Go is he gonna it. is he gonna be able to beat a jam? He is the fastest man on is earth. Is he gonna be able to locate needs, the ball up in the air? We'll rub. We'll do rub routes. Just just run a fly three straight times. He's gonna mm-hmm. get yeah. the ball. Still taking LeBron over him. Uh, LeBron was my first instinct, though. Okay. LeBron so, at tight end. Is but, Usain Bolt your only other? That's my only other one, and the cheating ones. But uh, I think easily, yeah, I mean, that I, was my very like within a second. I was like LeBron. <laughs> I, I mean, because look, I and I know the whole like oh LeBron versus MJ type thing. Like I get, I'm not, I'm not no. trying to touch that. But if you're talking about pure athletic ability. Six nine two fifty runs a four six fast can jump. Like, is there a better like overall no. athlete? Like his strength? Not. I mean, like, I mean, hold on. What about Zion? <laughs> Zion I mean, would be nice. Hold Zion, Zion would Zion. be playing left tackle, or you know, a, a three. Zion six six. I'd still probably go LeBron at this point. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, LeBron's. You're not. That's a Zion's about always as getting good hurt. As he is always getting hurt, but that's because he's, he's a big boy. I mean, he is. I, I, I still, to Stephen A. He's yeah. all the chefs in New Orleans know him. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, I I instantly thought LeBron, and I really didn't give a second thought to anything else. All right, we got Will the Thrill. We got a lot from him. Um, gonna try something different. See if you're okay with it. This or that. So it's a this or that. Okay. So I'm not so, gonna answer this or that. Just read the options. We'll just okay. Choose. How about that? Ham and eggs or bus hits and so biscuits, biscuits and gravy. So that, I mean that that is just like a horrible typo from someone who has typos all the time. Biscuits and gravy, easy. Belt or no belt? Uh, typically, if, if I'm tucking my shirt in belt, if I'm not no belt, like. It's not, you can't go this or that. I mean, 90%, 95% of the time I'm no belt. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, I agree. Um, uh, if so belt, if you're going to do belt black or brown, no, you can't do that. Cause it has to go back to your shoes. Mostly brown though. I mean, me? yes, but I have a black pair of Chucka boots and if I'm wearing those, I'm, I'm doing the black belt. True. But like if you're only giving me one, then yes, brown belt. Tucked or untucked, untucked 95% of yes, the time. Agree. Driver or passenger, driver. I do not want to be in shotgun, backseat, anything. I if I'm in a driver, car every for time more, I agree. for more than 30 minutes, I need to be driving. I completely agree. North Kansas or South Kansas, North. I said right? north as well. Like if you're drawing just a line, I mean you're getting Kansas City, Topeka, Lawrence, Manhattan. What's in South? Wichita, Emporia, Pittsburgh, Dodge City, Liberal, listen, no, North. Listen, listen, if you're talking North for South, the boys are always going to pick North. Exactly. Spring or fall, easy for me, fall. Fall, for sure. Okay, Big 12 championship in football or national championship game resulting in a loss in men's baseball? Dr. Pepper. Not even close. 
<laughs> not not even, even close. close. Do I want to lose one of the biggest game, the biggest game you can play, and be bullied for that forever, or do I want to win another well, championship? But yeah. but it's also bait. Like he said, baseball. also baseball. Of course, I know we can I compare mean, the sports, but it's like, well, if he's like, would you rather win a Big Twelve championship in football or win a national championship in baseball? I would I'm say I'd, I'd pick baseball. I'd pick baseball because that yeah. would be a unique thing and. Think how fun that would be to watch yeah. the College World Series. We'd okay. be fucking locked in. It would be so amazing. You're probably correct. And everyone could that. shut the fuck up about that national championship thing. That doesn't bother me at all because the – It doesn't uh, bother me either. Especially when the Iowa State folks are pimping out a cross-country championship from the 50s. Um, wrestling from the 70s. Like, shut the hell up. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? You're right. I, I, I would take a national championship in baseball. That's up in Omaha. I would It be would there. be – I would. Be it would there. be awesome. It would be very cool if they said something like, "There's a discussion to be had." I think if you name some other sport, but like, like that would be fun. And golf? I don't even like no. baseball. Like, really, that would be pretty sick. I think. Yeah, uh, but losing? No, I, the, I, the the <laughs> only sport, the only sport where I would say, okay, I would take losing in a national championship is men's basketball because you get the final four because mm-hmm. that's that's the unique thing about ba- uh, basketball. I you agree. hang a banner, you win a regional championship, you're cutting down the nets for to get to the final four. Um, but there is no other sport. Any other sport you ask except for men's basketball, I'm choosing the Big 12 championship uh, for football. All right, page break. No more this or that. So the next one is if you could build – a football team of past KSU football players, what would your team look like? Can do offense or defense or both? I'm sure you have a ton a of questions. Question. I mean, so what would your team – I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i running this style of offense that we ran this year. You know, you have 50-50 uh, split and you have um, – Is he asking, like, to pick players in each position or – I mean – That's a, quite the I, question. Here's the thing. If you're, if you're picking – players for modern college football uh playing the way i want it to i'm going with colin klein as the quarterback deuce vaughn as the running back taking ben Sennett as the tight end and then so you're doing uh let's just do you could legit do the locket family yeah <laughs> you would i mean you got you, a possession guy and uh kevin who is like literally catches everything an elite route runner you've got a speedster Got two speedsters, really. Yeah. And, uh, uncle and uh, Uncle uh, Kev. What the fuck's his name? Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Lockett. And, and Tyler. Tyler's literally the greatest he can do at all. That's yeah, crazy. And then offensive line Cooper BB, BJ Finney, uh, Nick Lecky, Lecky, Dalton Reisner, and Cody Whitehair. And again, you have four of those totally guys who can works. play all over the place. So there's your offense. That, I mean, that was pretty fucking easy. Yeah, I mean the only only thing That's, I would think about is like, okay, do you do you take Bishop over Klein? But with mo- the modern offense, I mean, I don't think you do. Um, <laughs> I, I what mean, about honestly modern offense? Give me Josh Freeman. Oh, I mean, you're kind of right. How uh, but, fucking but, insane would Josh oh Freeman be God. in this offense? Fuck! How fucking insane would he be? Okay, no, be I, unreal. How good? He no, would you're be. right. Sorry, sorry, Colin. You can be the offensive coordinator, I guess. Come back from uh, College Station. But I mean, no, I, you're... I don't think. Yeah, no, I think that's like because, but like Josh could run. Like he could run a read option if he had to, and like he would run in this I mean, offense. He, like, he did run. 
I mean, he he ran with with when he played. So no, you're right. Josh Freeman um, at the quarterback. Deuce Vaughn, Ben Sennett, the Lockets. Uh, I'm not going to repeat. Well, B.J. Finney, Cooper Beebe, Lecky, Whitehair, Reisner. That's eleven. Pretty right? good team. Yeah, Pretty I mean that's my team. offense. Defense. Um, Defense is fun. That's a fun build. I mean, Honestly, the my are obvious. You got Canty. You got Newman. Newman. Um, are you going is three or hard. four down? Are you going three or four down? Four. Okay, so I'm going four always. <laughs> I don't so, like three down linemen. Really who who are like your it. two interior defensive tackles? <laughs> Fata Fahey. Yeah. And oh, that's a good question. Will Geary. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he has the accolades for that. Frankly. And then it was nice. He was nice. I yeah. do think that there are maybe better I mean, interior D linemen, but honestly, like my, uh, I'd be interested to hear what your your exterior D linemen is I are, mean, are going to be because I'm going to I'm going with I, I and again I I'm probably leaning a little bit more recency bias, but I'm I'm going Jordan Willis and uh, Felix Inudike Uzama. Really? Yeah, Willis. Uh, he had like almost every record before Felix did. I guess that's true. I think you're kind of forgetting how good he was in college. He was very, very good. And he then, was very good. Um, shit, I don't know. See, I just have a. I mean, I'm probably going Darren Howard. Like, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, I I think I think in nowadays, you, I mean, he might be playing like as a three. Darren was crazy. Um, I mean, he was crazy, but I, I'm. I mean, again, Jordan Willis and Felix and DK Uzama had more sacks. That would be that would be pretty scary. That would. And be, then I mean, you, like they, you can't lose with either one of these. Frankly, I probably do. God, I have such a soft spot for Chris Johnson too. Um, and then linebackers. I mean, I would do Darren Howard, and I would do Felix. Well, and then I'm going. So are you going two linebackers or three? I'm doing a, I'm doing a four three. So you're gonna get fucking toasted. Um, so I'm going <laughs> I'm doing two. Deal. I'm, he can play coverage. I, I'm 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 going Arthur Brown and Semino, two oh. linebackers, and then uh, my safeties. Well, first I'm going uh, safeties is kind of oh, tough. Actually. Safety is tough. Um, I'm going David Garrett uh, for my nickel. Okay. I mean, because I mean, he played nickel. You, you could go with all the. You could go DJ Reed. You could go with all sorts of outside corners. You could play inside, but shout out to the rat. Um, safeties is tough though. Honestly, Zim Zim is nice. Yeah, Zimmerman, Zimmerman is really really good. Um, Rashad Washington is I mean, really, are you going really Mendez? good. Jamie Mendez was really really good, but I mean, I don't Men- know. It's just so hard because he's. 1993. It's like, I know. I, I'm going Mendez and Zimmerman. Fuck it. Mendez Zimmerman is really good. Um, and no, I am going to take DJ Reed and make him play nickel because I think he's playing nickel in the NFL. So, um, yeah, that's fair. That's a really good shout. So I that, that's Reed what I'm doing. Too. That's that's my eleven. And then Who are got, your three uh, linebackers? Seminole Brown. Way too much time on this. Buell okay. Seminole Brown Buell. That's. Pretty, I mean, that's nasty. Pretty, Pretty good. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're getting torched through the air, but I mean, the amount of like 
Yeah, they're pretty the mobile. Targeting though. penalties, though. They're, yeah, they're not making it through <laughs> any game. Buell is getting thrown out. He's playing a total of five games in the year. Oh but, man. Okay, well that's that's close. Um, everyone has their traditions for Christmas. Some of my personal are quirky. What are some of your personal? quirky christmas traditions getting drunk and sending christmas cards i'm so behind people are going to be getting christmas cards for me uh maybe after christmas i'm so far behind but i I get drunk and i write christmas cards all right full letters in all of them Um, i love that tradition it's made me want to just send out like a handful because it's nice to get a card in the mail because i get up to 100 and i think i've only gotten 25 out so there's about 75 to 80 I still need to do. So I'm like spending close to 100 bucks in uh, just postage. Um, but it is what it is. Um, do you have any quirky Christmas Honestly, Honestly, no. Um, I think our traditions are pretty pretty normal. Um, the most drunk night I get every this year. This is Christmas it. Eve. <laughs> right here. This is a pretty good Quirky Christmas tradition. Getting Christmas drunk tradition. and doing a podcast. Um, um, I get pretty drunk on Christmas Eve too. Yeah. And I, I mean, I get kind of drunk on Christmas Day. We've, we've kind of like drawn some hard lines in the sand. You know, when you get married and you have a kid, you have like five Christmases you have to go to the in law, and it's like it's fucking horrible. Like it really is. It ruins the holidays. It makes me dread them every year now. Um, but we've we've drawn some hard lines. We're like we're we're doing one this day. If you guys want to have us. And let's do shit on a different day. It's really helped. Like people have been agreeable and it's been nice, but like, I don't have any crazy traditions. I think they're pretty straightforward. Unless something pops into my mind. All right. Uh, do you partake, partake in new year's resolutions? If so, what will they be this year? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I always do something and fails like everyone else after about two months. I will I'll say, try to get back into the the grind of the gym. Uh, I've been bad. Let's just so say that. Twenty twenty one. I actually was pretty good. So I started off doing the whole gallon of water thing, and then um, and I introduced one every week. So I started with gallon of water. Then it was not eating out or like eating out just like twice a month, and I kept that mm-hmm. going. And then it was working out three times a week. And, and I was good. I, I, I was proud of myself till about June. Then in June, I can't remember what happened. It all went out the window <laughs> and I've been spiraling ever since. Uh, That's not really. The thing. Not That's really. The thing you got to figure out how to, you got to stop the bleeding. Yeah. You got to figure out how to stop the bleeding. Cause I will be like, I'll go two months where I'm like, God, I'm in fucking great shape. I'm working out so well and I'm eating well, whatever doing better than ever and then you miss one day oh it's, it's like six months later <laughs> yeah it, ah, i gotta get back in the gym it's how do you like the the reality is you're not going to be motivated ever it's just like the people that can figure out how like to be consistent against their own will is like those people are psychos but that's the people that fucking get it done and like you gotta break that code you gotta figure it out because otherwise it's it's impossible. That human nature just strangles you. Honestly, whenever I quit this podcast, I'll probably be consistent enough to stick to a diet working out and like, I'm going to look hot. The only problem is by the time that happens, I'll be 40. And, uh, I have a, (laughs) I have a resolution like almost every year that I fail. (laughs) And 
It's very simple, and I always fail it. I'm trying to catch up right now. Hardcore. I know I have two weeks left, but it's to read books? read one book a month, which is like so. That's nothing. It should be easy, but and it's like I want to read one book a month, and I, I cannot ever do it. I never come even fucking close, and it's really upsetting to me. And it's like now that audiobooks are very accessible, I'm I listen to a lot of books, but. That doesn't count. It's not the same thing. I want to read a book just with my brain and my eyes. Yeah. I don't know. 2024 is our year. to be better. <laughs> um, before we get going, before I get too drunk, um, I'm sure they didn't sign up for this sort of content, but shout out to Charlie Hustle. Uh, next week, we are going to have our final Charlie Hustle giveaway of the year, so stay tuned to Bosco's Boys Twitter account. Uh, look, um, there are sponsors. I'm gonna interrupt this ad. I'm gonna go get a beer. You, you go for this. it. I'm gonna keep talking about. Um, I ordered their knit sweater. I ordered. Uh, I, I gave in. I'm, I'm getting the black with the lavender Wildcats varsity jacket. I have so much Charlie Hustle. They're, they're truly the best. Not only do they have the best officially licensed K State gear, they have great merchandise for the Kansas City Pro teams. The iconic Kansas City heart shirt. Uh, Chauncey, I hope he's not listening. He is getting a new dog collar from Charlie Hustle. They're truly the best there is. Shout out to Charlie Hustle. Thank you for helping make this show happen. You guys are the absolute best. The absolute best. Um, Grant's still waiting to get a beer. And that's cool. Um, all right. So the next one, the next question is from, <laughs> excuse me, from Doug. Um, with Kobe Savage leaving for reasons unknown, can we ever look at players again as lifelong emo until they end their career? Um, look, um, this is modern college sports. Things change. Um, and that sucks. I, I, I wish Kobe was uh, going to stick around. I wish that uh, there was more of that in college football. Uh, and basketball, but no, um, there is no such thing as a lifelong emo until um, they live their life. Um, that's just the way it is. That's just the way college sports are. That's the way things are with the transfer portal. That's the way with NIL. So no, you, you cannot call anyone a lifelong emo or a lifelong wildcat basically until they die. Um, so that answers agree. the question. So so really, the question is as you're running up to get your beers. Basically, someone asking, hey, Kobe Savage is leaving. How can we ever consider anyone a lifelong email? Which, again, it's kind of funny because, again, Kobe Savage transferred in from a junior college. It's not like he was here for yeah. like seven years or anything. <laughs> that was a weird um, example. I think that that's – I don't agree with you. I think that, you know, you'll have to be wary, and I agree you can't, like, fall in love with players, but there's always going to be lifelongers that fall in love with the university and the program. Well, I didn't say – I didn't say there weren't. I said you have to wait till the end of their career. Sure, said, end of their fair. life. Um, fair, like, what what, what do you fair, consider like, Colin Klein now? I mean, quite frankly, I mean, he's an emo guy. You know, it's like I don't. I mean, he's fine. Those I, things are separate. Those things are separate. In I'm my still mind. mad at him, but uh, you're mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. See, I'm I, pissed I mean, I would, I would even say like, like, um, like Deuce and Felix and like Will. Those guys put in the time, and like those are life. Will's not. Guys. No, if, if Will goes off and plays for another team, he's not a. Uh, I, I don't see it that way. He I'm gave not, us I, four years. He wanted out. Dr. Pepper, and he's what he's doing is 
he sees the light and he can see the big picture and he says it's better for me to protect he, Ema by leaving. He's saying I mean, it's he, not my time anymore and it's time he, for me to give this He would be a fifth or sixth round NFL draft pick. He doesn't have to stay in school. I don't know. He's making a financial decision, which is fine. Again, I'm not saying he's not a wildcat. I'm not saying Will Howard is not a wildcat. I'm not saying Kobe Savage is not a wildcat. But if they're putting on another team's jersey, they're not a lifelong EMA. You know, that 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 is what that is what they said. As lifetime. Uh, I don't EMA. know. I don't see it that way. I just don't see it that way. <laughs> I mean, that that's fine. But like, you know, if Will Howard, you know, is playing at uh, if he comes, if he like, I don't know. I don't know. I Kobe just kinda... Savage is going to go up to Oregon. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a duck well, and I... throwing up those O hands. And Well, I think Kobe Savage was a very bad example. No, I, I agree with him. Right. But like, if Will Howard goes to USC, I don't know where he, he's going to actually land. But if he goes to USC and he's all like, oh, fight on, fight on, he's putting his profile picture with him carrying around the sword and all this type of stuff. And he goes seven and five with USC. Uh, you know, and uh, and then goes to the NFL draft. And when he his name is called, it's Will Howard, USC, Will Howard. And then he's like, when he's starting for uh, the, the Denver Broncos in week 14, because Russell Wilson Will got Howard. hurt. He's going to say Howard. Will Howard, Pennsylvania, U- USC. You know, <laughs> he'll say him university, him university. Um, Let's get out. So, so again, he's not, not a wildcat. He's not a lifetime wildcat. And again, mm. th- that's modern college football. Go get paid. Know. I'm not mad at Will. I wish he would go to the NFL draft. I wish he would change his mind, go to the senior bowl, get drafted in the fifth round by the Denver Broncos or the Philadelphia Eagles or Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever, and, and just go be a pro. That's what I want because then he could be a lifetime wildcat, but he's not. When, when he when he puts on another jersey, he's not. That's Fine. what I think. That's fair. And it's Okay. Evolution of college sports happens. It's okay. Yeah. All right, we got map. Besides the Kansas State staff, who are four individuals I would like to interview for the podcast? Eric Stone Street has been on it for a long time. Thought I was going to make it happen. It didn't. Um, I'd love to interview (laughs) Brett Yormark. I also thought that was going to happen for a second. It also didn't. I would love to talk to John Curry, but only if he agreed to be truthful about some stuff. And then, I mean, if you're taking away, like, K-State players, because there's a ton of players. Mm. Um, Bob Bowlesby, honestly, talking to him and, and having him be truthful about how shit hit the fan and so quick with Texas, Oklahoma, that would be a great podcast. So those are my four. You're, Dr. You, George, dude. <laughs> oh. That would be fucking awesome. Dude. <laughs> I would just George make fun K. of him. George uh, K. I would just make I feel fun for of him. him. I honestly like when I see a picture of him, I like it hurts my stomach. I feel bad for him. Also, would love to talk to any president. Uh-huh. Barack know. Obama, I don't, I don't, come on the pod. Know. George Jeez. W. Bush, come on. Donald Trump, imagine the numbers that would do. Joe Biden, sitting president on Bosco's boys, come Donald on. Donald J. Donald J. would be fucking awesome. <laughs> If you could interview Donald Trump, that would be the sickest thing. I would listen to that. I told Bob Bowlesby Texas was going to leave. I told Bob. I told him. I said. Uh, Oklahoma <laughs> left huge. <laughs> Build a wall and make Texas pay for it. All right. Um, 
If Kansas State were to play a week zero game for the 2024 season, who would your choice opponent be? Oh, uh, it would be Nebraska in Arrowhead Stadium, but it, the, game would have to kick off, it, the game would have to kick off at like 8 p.m. because like August 27th, it would, it would be so hot, but uh, that's what it would be. I have Nebraska in Arrowhead. That's my mm. answer. Easy. I swear. Easy. All right, Powercat Ryan, this is pretty funny. How embarrassed would you be if you asked Coach Phil KSU if business was <laughs> booming at Chipotle and only uh, only to have him turn around and say that's Austin Carp and his slogan is bang, bang. Uh, first off, I that wouldn't hurts. do that because Coach Phil has bang. come on the show and I know he is the bang, bang guy. Um, that's embarrassing, man. Yeah, that would hurt me. I would obviously never do that. All right, we got Bob Trollsby. What is the best thing you've ever grilled and why? Uh, I haven't owned a grill since I moved to Kansas City. I would say that neither of us are really like I, grill masters by I any will, means. I will say when I lived in Topeka and I had my apartment and I had a little gas grill, and again, it wasn't elite, but I it really wasn't what I grilled. I can make a really good blue cheese compound butter and put that over a steak, and that made it really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like, uh, <laughs> I don't have an extensive, um, portfolio of, of grilling history to pull from here. Um, I've got a small gas grill. That's a piece of shit that I hate so much. So every so, time I use that fucking red grill, I, I'm like battling it. Um, but I have kind of figured it out in a, with a few different things like, I've had some, I've grilled some really fucking good T-bones on that thing. Um, but I really prefer charcoal. I prefer a charcoal grill. Um, worst thing I've ever grilled. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure like grill night that those drums were out of control bad. Dude, <laughs> I'm sure I, they I were terrible. To, I, tried to black, grill, I tried to grill some chicken breasts in college on 1421 Yuma. And I like tried <laughs> to make it into a grilled chicken sandwich. And when I bit mm-hmm. into that thing... It oh, was, no. uh, I almost, uh, I'm about to throw up just a, I, uh, I've had a couple uh, steaks that uh, the temperature wasn't what it said it was. Um, and they were very undercooked. They just had to go back on for a little bit. It's very easy. Like I did kind of, I figured out the science of, of grilling like a chicken breast on this grill to get it like perfect, but I mean, that's good. But like, I legitimately just thinking back. <laughs> yeah, to I know I I've done that. I tried to, I, I tried to do that making a chicken sandwich too, but I like tried to deep fry it like an oil and like the middle of it was just pink gold. It was oh, fucking, God. I'm, I need it was to, fucking horrible. Uh, Cameron Hale, um, who you called one of the worst people on Twitter. Um, top three things on your Christmas list, dude. I'm yeah, the dude. worst. My brother is pissed off at me because my birthday is also two days after Christmas. He's like, Hey, what do you want? It's like, dude, it's I bad. Um, it is I, bad. Like, honestly, uh, I, I, as I said, I think I said like back in the fall, I was like, you know, I need to buy an iPad because I, my TV ah, in my basement is big iPad. enough. It's big enough that, uh, I can't get a second TV screen down there. And I want to watch multiple college games when I'm at home. So it's like, I'm just like watching on my phone. It's like, man, I need an iPad. Uh, and then like I said that in front of my mom, she's like, you never tell me anything. So I'm pretty sure like just Christmas birthday all wrapped together. I think my mom's getting me like an iPad. Um, that sounds awesome. I want an iPad really bad, but so 
That and like a gift certificate for a maid service. Those are literally the only two things I want. I used to be a maid. I know. In Manhattan. I was a maid in Manhattan. I know. Um, I, I miss those Snapchats. Way better than the ones you send me now. So yeah, what's, right. what's on your Christmas I'm a Snapchat. List? If you don't follow me on Snapchat, you're missing out. I hate, <laughs> I have, I hate it. Every I'm time an artist. Snapchat, I'm like, please be a <laughs> cute picture of your kid. Please be your kid. Just not anything. I, you uh, didn't like the one I sent last night? That was funny. It scared me, dude. Your brother loved it. Your brother said it was my, his favorite thing I ever sent. Okay. Okay. Anyways, anything um, on your Christmas list? I got a bone to pick with mommy and daddy on this. I wanted a Switch. I wanted to get a Nintendo Switch. Three hundred bucks. Fine. They're like, they're like, ah, it feels like it's like you're old now. That feels like it's too much. Like for one thing, and I was like, what? It's only two. It's two ninety nine. Two ninety nine, big deal. So I was like, whatever. I conceded. And they're like, just send us a list, and like the things I sent them was gonna be well. It was like that's three hundred bucks or more. So they're gonna get me. They didn't. They're not gonna let me get the one thing I really wanted, and they're gonna get me all this other bullshit that adds up to the same amount. But um, I'll say my top three things minus the switch, which I really wanted, mom. Um. I'm getting an Ars- a home Martinelli Arsenal kit. Hey, I'm, getting a th- I'm getting a third Arsenal kit by uh, which is William Saliba, and then I think I'm going to get a desk, like a just a a nice simple L desk, which I need because this desk I'm on right now, it is fucking shit. It is like thirty inches. It's so small. I hate it so much. So I have like a probably like sixty eight inch. Like it's just like a white folding table. Yeah, so, that works perfectly. I mean, it, actually, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's a little, I, little, I white, it's a little white trash, but <laughs> whatever. To each his own. I mean, because <laughs> I, I didn't want to assemble. Like, I don't assemble stuff. I, I just, did have to build this desk, and it was a huge pain in the. I, I, so that's why I got this one. I, I, I will say one. this though. Other things I am getting. I, I, I'm sure you have gotten these ads eight thousand times for True Classic T-shirts. Like, I have. You're gonna have to tell me if they're good. I, I'm not sure what my mother got, because uh, I sh- I sent her some. Just I sent her only true classic stuff. I was like, I gotta see if this stuff's good. Um, <clears throat> so one is just like polos, like for work, and they're apparently supposed to be like super comfortable, super form fitting. And then the other one is like, um, kind of like a variety, like long sleeve tees, regular tees. So I am excited to see how these true classics fit. And they do have some some nice underwear that I need to get to because the best day of the week is when I get my manscapes on. I, I've actually turned into a me undies guy. Are they good? Like, yeah, I, they're they're expensive, but they're they're great underwear. How would you compare it to those manscapes? Because I feel like I, okay. Like they, they are awesome. better. Uh, so I, I think you should get like a three pack and, and see what you think. Um, this right. is only for text, you. Text me what they are. I mean, meundies.com. Meundies. Meundies. Yeah. Me All right. Perfect. Yep. Uh, only for you. This is from uh, Cameron, who you think is one of the worst people on Twitter. Worst um, person on Twitter. Okay. No, I think one of the worst because he. <laughs> I, I we, we that was funny. It out. 
I think that that original laugh. post is very funny. Like I thought it was too. It's um, so funny. I, mean, I didn't even notice Cameron on there because he's so different from those other pictures. Which is, uh, it's just a great post. It was. I mean, again, I, I I think there's like a whole level of Twitter that like, believe it or not, I'm not involved with. Um, but when I see some of the posts from it, I mean, it's like okay, you know that. I think it was a KU fan who did it, and they're notoriously bad at Twitter, but it was a funny post. Uh, it's funny because Whitney actually like DM'd me, and she was like, "She's like, what? Is, she's like, what does this mean?" Oh no! I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> on it, I was like, I don't think it means anything really. Like, <laughs> like I don't think there's a deeper meaning to it, but it's still a very funny uh, tweet. Uh, I but mean, whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. This is specifically for you. Uh, <laughs> What's your favorite part about being a dad? And what is the hardest part about being a dad? God. Um, that's a good question. I think this, my favorite part about being a dad, there's so many things that I like. Um, I think when you just get called dad, like he's getting old enough now to where he comes up and he's like, dad or dada. And it's like, never experienced that. That is a couple so years ago called nice. Daddy. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. Come on. We're come on. Um I really like that. Um that's a shitty answer though. I feel like Man, I think it's probably fine. That's the best part. I mean I, it I'm is sure very, that it's like, like a sensitive part of your heart. You're like, oh man, I it's just because he, he realizes what's going on now. Like he understands kind of it's the also world a little bit more. It's also really nice when he like says dad because I feel like he hates me. Like he he loves his mother so much more than me. It's not even So do funny. I. So like yeah. Like he will be yeah, it, she is one hundred percent the default parent. Um he's obsessed with her and I'm just like there for the ride um and it's nice like when we have like days where it's just us i'll find i'll get some i'll get some good stuff in but like there will be times where he'll literally be like go away (laughs) he'll say go away or like if somebody like right now my wife has a friend over who he like fucking loves he's obsessed with her and uh he literally just looked at me goes night 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 data bye so he wanted me to leave the room and it felt bad but there's so many good things about being a parent and being a dad um i don't know there's just there's a lot of good stuff playing i mean i i i'm sure there's a lot of different things like when you have a girl but when you have a little boy and like things get rowdy that's fun when you get a rough house um like you can catch him in a mood or i can like kind of I could kind of bully him into a mood where like where we're wrestling and roughhousing and like, or he'll get on my back and I'll be like bucking Bronco that it's just, it's fun. You get to do fun stuff with little boys. Cause they're, they're psychos. They're nuts. And you can kind of like destroy them and they're about it. So that's really fun when you get to be fulfill that role. I think the worst thing about being a dad is, or being a parent is like when they're sick and you can't do anything to help them. You just have to like ride it out. 
that sucks because they're just suffering and it's, it's, it's very upsetting. Um, generally about being a parent, just like it's the, the constant grind, which I've referenced many times. Um, the grind is like, unlike anything else, you're just, but you kind of snap, snap into it. It's just like instinctively, you're just, you just do it. I think the hardest thing about being a parent, honestly, is like killing your former self prior to being a parent. Like, cause you live your entire life being like fully uh, independent, having no like responsibility of taking care of like another human being. And then suddenly you have to take care of another human being at all times. And that person that was alive prior to that is like always like, wanting it's always there kind of knocking on the door a little bit and every once in a while you get a break and you get a you get to be that person again but like it is hard to like you got to kill that person in a way and it's hard it's a weird balance of like fuck but the older you get the i think the easier it gets because you become more and more out of touch with like things that are like fun i don't know it's hard to explain well, I think he did a good job. Uh, we'll move on to Mark, who is also That's a long dad. answer. <laughs> hey, no, it's fine. I, 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 was, I, I could never answer that. It's interesting. Um, we got Mark. What is your biggest wish for K State sports? My biggest wish is for everyone to start acting a little bit more mature. Start acting like adults. Um, move <laughs> on from the Naquan Tomlin situation um, and everyone in a leadership role to act like adults and just do your job. I think that is a very apt answer and very appropriate for the time. Yeah, I adopt that. May or may not happen. Um, but I think if everyone just started acting a little bit more like a, an adult instead of teenagers in high school, um, we'd be better off. All right. Uh, follow up that. to. Oh. I'll add. Oh, go ahead. Give, me a, give me a fun sweet 16. Hey, I'd take that. I would love that. I'm not going to ask for like a final four. Oh, a little. That's a little out of the budget. (laughs) That's out of the budget this year. But I would love a fun like. Let's get to the Sweet Sixteen. Let's have. Let's have a. Let's get to the tournament. But let give me a Sweet Sixteen. All right, here's a trivia question for you. Who's the last K State men's basketball coach to have two appearances in the second weekend in the tournament? Uh. Bruce, no. Frank only went to one Elite Eight. <laughs> Did Frank go to another Sweet 16? I don't think so. They're not Frank. God, that's not good. Uh, where's Dan when you need to phone a friend? Um, I'll say... I'm just going to pull some shit out. Alani? No, Lon went to one Elite Eight. Uh, We're going back further. Jack Hartman, baby. Uh, I was so close to saying Jack Hartman. I was going to say Jack Hartman just like to pull some bullshit, but for some reason I went to live Lon. Yeah, uh, Jack Hartman, uh, the only – well, so Bruce was the first guy since Jack Hartman to win multiple big er, conference titles, and uh, Jack Hartman is the only coach – well – not the only one, but the most recent coach to go to multiple second weekends. Um, all right, we got Mark again. 
Follow up to the last Q&A. Who is the most underappreciated player of all time in football, basketball, slash any other sport you want to talk about? I don't know if he's the most underappreciated player of all time uh, in basketball, but I feel like as time moves has moved on, I feel like people have really underrated what Thomas Gibson was. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, it, it, and I, I probably he get passionate really about this because people are like, oh, DJ Johnson, blah, blah, blah. I was like, are, are you guys forgetting? Like, Thomas, like, you look at their career, like, they, they were about the same player their junior and senior year. Like, 10, 11 points, 8, 9 rebounds. Uh, I think Gip was honorable mention, all Big 12, maybe a second team, all like, borderline all Big 12 player. But, like, people forget him as a freshman and sophomore, he was still 8.6 rebounds as an underclassman. And mm-hmm. he had, like, a solid four-year career as a big man uh, in, in a time frame where you don't have any – one who was a solid four-year big man. So I, I feel like Thomas Gibson <laughs> is just notoriously underappreciated. And then also a go-to for this one in basketball, Nino Williams. Um, of course. like That's always my answer for this. Nino, very under – football, I mean – I said it earlier. I'm going to let you – I'll give you a sec- chance to say oh. it. Football, frame it. Uh, well, yes. It, well, but, but it's because of who his head coach was. Um, and I, I, the teams lost well, yes. a lot of, enough games to where like people hated that time period, and it's fine. But yeah, but but Josh Freeman is, is slept on. I probably underappreciate Jake Waters, but I mean, fuck him. Uh, I would say <laughs> motherfucker. I That's I will so harsh. I don't feel you know, that way. I'm at a all. little buzzed right now, and I'm just I'm just not a big Jake Waters guy. Um, but he was better than I ever give him credit for. Um. God, he is definitely underappreciated. That's a great answer for that question. Um, I I don't think there are some people who overrate him. I Um, think that too. I think that too. I think both of those things can exist. But I Um, I probably underappreciate him. Uh, People want to say Jonathan Beasley. He's like had a renaissance where now I think he's overrated, by the way. Yeah. Um, He wasn't that good. Chad May. Chad May is underrated, underappreciated if we're talking just K State quarterbacks. Uh, Daniel Thomas God, was nasty. D- Daniel yeah. Thomas probably is the most underappreciated because I think Agreed. before Deuce Vaughn, he probably had the argument of being the second best running back we've ever had. And again, because it was one year where, um, mm. K state wasn't bowl eligible because we played too many FCS teams. And then you go to the <laughs> pinstripe bowl. Um, but we, I mean, he ran the ball like 200,000 times in two years and just put the team on his back for, like, 09 and 2010. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he might actually be the answer for football. That's or Will answer. Geary. I mean, fuck, man. I'm racking my brain here. He was, like, a four-year All-Big 12 guy, Will Geary. And, like, you're just like, yeah, whatever. I hate he, him. I did not say Exact quote from you earlier. It's just, Will Geary or Mario Fadafehi. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Mario Fadafehi. Let's just put it that way. I was like eight years old, and he was so cool to me. Like um, he would do that little jump he dance. Did, and... He did his dance. Oh, yeah. and he got uh, flagged for it. Um, I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it there. I would say. By the way, if we if we had, had hit an earlier question of who could play for the opposite sport, Thomas Gibson's going to be my tight end. Oh. 
Well, I mean, um, hell, he had a workout with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he would have been nasty tight end. But yeah. um, oh, I think been. I feel like there's other. I mean, Cam Stokes, that's a good underappreciated oh, player. Yeah, People Cam seem Stokes. to just hate him for some reason. It's yeah, like no, he's Cam a really Stokes. important part of that team, and he was honestly probably Will pretty, Spradling pretty as well. good. I mean, fuck. if you if you look back, I mean, fuck, fuck Will Spradling. <laughs> I hated him so much. I hate white basketball players, though. That's all that is. I don't oh, like man. white basketball players. I don't care what. I like Jokic, but like he's Eastern European. <laughs> it's got a little weird spice to him. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Um, Jokic fucking rules, by the way. But um, I just, God, I, I don't like white basketball players for some reason. They just, like, irk me so much. And, God, especially point guards. <laughs> fucking Will Spradling was, like, the teacher's pet. I, I couldn't. But when he crossed but up he was fine. MB, he did cross and beat. Oh he did and cross and beat. And then uh, the, the stupid little jerk dance and, and, and the tunnel dance that one time when he got bullied. Will Spradling the- was, like, fine. He was fine. Um, I, I don't actually hate Will Spradling, but. I think he was probably underrated. Uh, um, I do I love this football. question. I love football's really Lamar hard. Chapman, he probably doesn't get enough run when you're talking about, like, not like Mount Rushmore. Defensive, I backs, think that Lamar Chapman level. was unbelievable. Actually. And then, like Josh Scobie again, kind of like some of those. Like, see, non- I'm a Scobie hater, I'm a Scobie hater. Oh, okay. I totally I had a conversation with Jimmy about this, <clears throat> and he he was like, No, he was really good. And like, just my memory was like that Scobie was like boring and like a not a good running back, but like, that's just I don't know why. I think it's because like he was sandwiched between. A very like jittery, fun running back in Darren Sproles, and then a time period of running backs that I wasn't really connected to, and and I was a little too young, like Eric Hickson and Frank Murphy. And then I just remember like I just remember like the Scobie years being like 2001. We lost a lot of games, and that was my lasting memory of like Josh Scobie was 2001 where we went six and six. And I was like, what an anomaly that was in my life. Cause we were so fucking good our whole life. And then we have a sh- terrible 2001, which felt so crazy to yeah. me. And, and then, then 2002, 2003, we're like, all right, back to business. So like, I, that's what I, that really soured me on Josh Kobe and like not his fault at all. Cause like his numbers are great. I don't know. I am. I just have like this. I have this adverse reaction to josh Gobi as hey, a running back that's fine so that's a that's... great answer actually there you me go. personally um all right and if jimmy uh, tells you you're wrong like yeah you're definitely wrong <laughs> well that, that's kind of when i have to come to come to terms with my jake waters hatred um that is what it is Top but five... the alternate to that though like the alternate universe where we're like Daniel Sam's let it ride, baby. Dude, all right. That's a fun question to have. That's a fun thought. This is all like, I'm gonna say. Could this it is... could have it could have been really, really fun and it could have worked better. You Who brought knows? it up, and this is all I'm gonna say. If you Go look off. at the 2013, 2014, and 2015 seasons, I know Jake Waters was only here for two of them, but that would have been Daniel Sam's sophomore, junior, and senior years. If you would have just rode with Daniel Sam's from day one. We would have won more games in that three-year period than we did otherwise. I 110% believe that. 
I don't know if it's true, but I'd be completely fine with rolling that dice. I mean, we were six and seven in 2015. True. That wouldn't have happened with a senior Daniel Sams. Yeah, no, that would not have happened. And I then agree. if you go back and look at the 2014 season where we go, what, nine and four or whatever, uh, we only won like one close game. It, it was kind of like this year. So, you, so you're really saying fully that year fucking sucked. I mean, like, but but again, Daniel Sams, I, does he reverse any of those losses? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. But none of those, none of those wins were because think. Jake Waters yeah. was like. And again, you have Tyler Lockett, the greatest wide receiver of all time, who's making Lockett Jake probably, Waters look Lockett way probably better. doesn't get those numbers. He probably doesn't get those records, no. But he's still the greatest wide receiver we've ever had. He is a pimp. I love so, Tyler Lockett. Whatever. Um, we're we're going to keep moving. Top five Manhattan Brewing Company beers. Number one, this is all you. Batch. Number two, Tis the Saison. It's their current tart cherry Saison on tap right now. Number three, Thick Boy, their chocolate imperial, imperial stout. Number four, Towny Wheat, the perfect tailgating beer. And number five, Tang Party. It's tasty. And shout out to Jerome Tang. Next Those question. Are my top five. Shout out Manhattan Brewing Company. I love you. Um, how many times in a row would you listen to Wildcat March if it meant K-State won a football or basketball national championship? I'd listen to it every waking second for a full year. I I like Wildcat March. <laughs> fucking okay, we're moving. I like it. I like it. It's a part of my DNA, Wildcat March. I, I have no fucking problem with it. I get I get I get, I get gripes, but like played. I have no issues with it. It's it's like it's Honestly, it gives me such good nostalgia feelings, Wildcat March. I have no problem with it. I Honestly, at this point in my life, it's just kind of a meme and I don't really care. It's always like when Wildcat March is being played, that's when I'm like, ooh, the stadium's getting full. Here we go. That That's when I hit send. I always have like a pre-planned tweet, hit send. I'm checking Twitter for the last time before I lock in. Um, yeah. But honestly, it's fine. It's fine. Um, next one from Mark. This has been a lot of Mark. Um, who would play you in a movie about your life? I mean, I'm horrible at these questions, but I've been told Jack Black, especially back when I used to have longer hair. Uh, funny, loud, fat guy, um, Jack Black. Aaron so. Culkin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that I, yeah, you. And to bleed into the next character, what or the next question, what fictional character would you say most accurately represents you, Roman Roy? Yeah, I can't even tell you how many fucking times. And this is from <coughs> people's, this is from outsiders. I have had men, over five people tell me, God, you look like like God. You remind me of Roman, and you look like Karen Col- Colkin. It's like, oh boy, that's I don't know how to feel about that. But I don't um, know. I completely like when I was watching, and I was like, damn it, they're right. I, like I, I see it. I see. I don't know about a fiction. I, I'm not. The, the mannerisms really are like they're the same. It's no, bad. I I see it. I don't know about me though because I. I'm pretty outside of this podcast. I'm pretty plain mm. fat, funny guy. Like I don't, who's the fictional character that, I mean, I don't know if there is one uh, pretty generic or I would one take, of a kind. Whichever. I'd take Jack Black and I'd run with it. Yeah. I, but, but again, Jack Black, real, he rocks, but none of his fictional characters do I identify with. 
fictional characters. I mean, him in the holiday, he's kind of cool for the season, but he likes old Hollywood. I don't give a shit about old Hollywood. School of Rock, no, I don't care that much about music. I'll be honest, I don't know. I yeah, no I'm idea. just moving on. That's fine. <laughs> uh, what's your most controversial food take? Can't stand ketchup. Death to ketchup. That is controversial. And it's not just not on hot dogs, not on bratwurst, no. I, I don't want it on fries. I don't want it on burgers. No ketchup. What's your controversial? My son would not like that answer. That's um, fine. That's because ketchup was made for three-year-olds. Kind of right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think pineapple is a great pizza topping. Huh? I mean, I don't. I hate olives. I don't. Think I, I really. I don't think anyone actually likes olives. Yeah, people love olives, but okay, I do think well. that there's like a hard split there. Well, it's the olive theory enough... from from a show you hate, How I Met Your Mother. Um, the olive theory is you're you're supposed to end up with someone who will eat your How? olives, or you God, will eat your. You're all over me. You're all over me. My answers. Saying, the well, next question. You son of a oh. bitch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're you all hate, over it. You hate how I met your mother. Um, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I I couldn't get into Stranger Things. That's mine. I do think that's not good either. I said okay. Friends. I don't like Friends. I think Friends, friends was fine. I watched overrated. Friends. Um. So I'm like, whatever. But How I Met Your Mother and Friends are basically I think How I Met Your Mother show. is one of the worst shows of all time. Oh, I, I enjoy I it. I hate it so fucking much. Okay. I feel like I Hated need to the think final of a different season. show, but... Um, what about movies? Movies? My movie take that I think would probably get scorched is that I, I think Martin Scorsese is very overrated. I think he's good, not great. But people I don't think, think that he's horrible. the goat. People think he's like the greatest ever. I like his stuff, but but I don't feel passionate enough about that. Um, I would say that all of his movies are just like good, oh, well, but loaded he, as fuck. Here, here's here's the one for the season because I love I love Christmas movies. I could go rest of my life without seeing Elf, and I'd be fine with that. My wife has never seen Elf. Elf. I mean, I just don't think it's any good. All right, we got a bunch from Evan. Uh, then we got some from Steve, and then we have some from Dan. I'm running close to on E, so we'll we'll, we'll go relatively <laughs> quick for some of these. Um, right. Is Will McNair the biggest surprise of the season? Yes. For me, yeah. I didn't even know who he was before I saw him play. Didn't know he existed. So I didn't yes. think he was going to play much, and and granted, I before the season started, I didn't think he'd have to because I thought Naquan Tomlin was going to be on the team. Um, I think he's the fourth best player on this team, though, so good for him. Also, who's the last player you can think of that was this surprising? Uh, Honestly, just last year, Desi Sills. I didn't think he was going to be like... Desi kicked so much ass. Yeah, I I didn't think he would be that good. He makes me want to rewatch the KU game from last year where Desi dropped 20. Yeah, it was awesome. So Desi from last year and then before that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, top five condiments, um, like ground brown mustard, horseradish, um, spicy ranch, green chalula, and margarita salsas. What the fuck? Yeah, there. Insane five. Said it. It's wild shit right there. Blue cheese dressing, maybe. I don't know. Top five condiments. 
brown mustard. I can't even think of green chalula, spicy ranch. I mean, condiments at this point. Condiments at this point in my life are just variants of hot sauce. Frankly, like I, I mean, I have like six different hot sauces. Condiments? What condiments do you genuinely like? Other than like mustard? Yeah. I've variations I have, of mustard and hot sauce. That's that's the only condiments that really exist yeah. in, in an adult's life, in I, my opinion. I, I have four different mustards and four different hot sauces in my fridge. Except for I like have a spicy yeah, every once ranch. in a while you're gonna you're gonna go to like a a fast food place, you're gonna be like, I gotta try this new ranch or ooh, I gotta try this like new sauce. But other than that, it's like condiments. The peanut I do use blue ketchup. Cheese. I'll say that. The peanuts blue cheese. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Um, I will just have like just hot sauces, pretty much. That's my condiment life. Right. Do you have any fan red flags? Like if you see someone doing blank at a game or Twitter, um, I have a bunch. Using slurs, <laughs> Nazism. Those are red flags. Yeah, granted, that's uh, way more prevalent over in European soccer, um, which I've completely disavow like i just don't have enough fan bandwidth anymore it's truly my number one (laughs) yeah and that's fine i i I Um, get it i get the appeal of european and and i'm not anti i just don't have the bandwidth for it anymore i do understand you definitely get it and that's fair but um yeah over there like racism horrible it's so funny like People talk about like racism in America, and they they like throw bananas at black players over there. Oh, it's, it's like, disgusting! You would you would never see that here ever. Dude, like the ever. Italians, you would are, never see that. Why don't Ital- actual Italians? I'm not saying that. anything about Italian Americans. This is not me taking a shot at Sirianni, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles head coach or anything. But Italians are racist. They don't yeah. get enough heat no. in the world for being I mean, absolute pieces of shit. Yeah, they're incredible. I mean, like disgusting. Every yeah, pretty much like every fan base has like a extremely racist faction in Europe. Yeah, um, so. but so coming states, I just stuff at K State games that I get annoyed at. Um, no, I'm not actually going to do that. No, I'm just going to face. I think face paint is bad. I think adults. I don't think adults wearing jerseys is, is a bad thing. I think that's totally fine. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. I don't jerseys care are cool, about. But they're that. back in. I don't uh, care about it. I wouldn't wear. I'm not a jersey guy, uh, but it, I don't care about that. Adults painting their face or even it fully blows my mind to see an adult with full face paint. That is crazy. That is so crazy to that, do. That is wild to me. Um. um what else? Actual red flags. I think uh, here's my biggest case at red flag is when you leave midway through the second quarter to go to your car to drink beer and eat hot dogs. It's fucking the dumbest thing in the world. I agree, but I'll say that is a red flag this year. I'll say at the home games this year, they're all blowouts or it was a snow game. So like, whatever. I didn't really rage much about it, but really just adults face paint. And then like on Twitter, like, look, everyone's going to melt down. I fully have cleansed my my twitter is block fest anymore i i don't engage in any like i don't there's i don't see ku people anymore like oh i dude, i see I, a KU person they get an instant block and I, then like mute. half of like the k-state people that are like constantly instigating they're either blocked or they're muted so it's like it's it's funny someone will send me uh on twitter they'll be like oh my god did you see this tweet 
or do you see the fight just... between so and so? It's like, oh, unmute, unmute, unmute. Yeah, unmute. Like, the whole like thing is just people. I was like grayed oh, out. I've I muted just all cannot these fathom like and Twitter. Tw- like Twitter sucks, yes, but like you can make your timeline what you want it to be. You can. The mute and like, block buttons are your friend. It really did like Twitter like punched me in the nose when it like made the for you like kind of your default scroll and you had to like get off that like because it was like you're gonna see the worst shit you you're gonna see everything you hate and it like made me be like ugh Jesus like yeah, instantly I never I started never blocking. scroll it's I, I log on just swipe to the left I'm on following so I just um, can't I can't fathom like the <laughs> the the people that are just habitually like I hate to say trolling. I hate that. I just hate the word trolling. Well, I think it's such a stupid I word. will send out a troll tweet. On Occasionally, I like to be a stupid boy on Twitter. It's funny. But, but my just... favorite thing is just to make myself look silly, like make myself look stupid. That's the best way to troll is like when you're satirically making yourself look like an idiot. That's always very funny to me. But also, like I do have or, to or very lazy trolling when you say like, Something so lazy and so that's obviously like obvious, stupid. Yeah. It's like that's funny, kind of. But like, there are that st- like a thousand anonymous like KU people now and K State people now that are just like constantly saying the same shit over and over. Copium, little bro, like Super Bowl. It's like, ah, how I, is this a thing? Like, how do you like this? I, I do have to remember we're. 32 and I am 32 to, years old. Yeah, right? I'm about to turn 32. I'm I'm hoping a lot of those people are like 16 to 24. Definitely that is the case. I think a lot of them are like active students. Yeah, and, so, or definitely gen they're all Gen Z, that's for damn sure. And, and, and I was like a fuckhead on Twitter. And some just, people still think I hell on so. earth though. But again, I my know. timeline's fine. I, I usually don't have any issues with my timeline. Um this is a fun one. Evan, and I think we kind of referenced it a little earlier, Evan DeShannon-Lanilak, offensive line Mount Rushmore. First off, I saw you tweet, and I said it uh, so Friday, so time traveling. I said on Friday that if anyone, any player was to get a statue at K-State, Cooper Beebe would have to be up there. Maybe Cooper Beebe and Terrence Newman. But I think Cooper Beebe is the number one offensive lineman of all time in argument for greatest player of all time. So he's on my Mount Rushmore. I think um, I we think, need some more statues. That'd be nice. I, I've talked about this. So I don't know if any player has done enough. Because, um, again, no Heismans, no national championships, no national players of the year. If you're going to do it, I mean, Terrence Newman, again, uh, a unanimous consensus All-American Kansas kid. Cooper Beebe, unanimous All-American and Kansas Jim, kid. Jim Thorpe Award. Like, that's pretty high level. I mean, that, that's probably the highest. So, so again – Terrence Newman, Cooper Beebe. Here's the also, thing. Also, Newman has an amazing statue pick where he's standing in front of the crowd. Yes. Like that at Missouri. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that, that would be, be great. Um, and then, like, again, I I mean, I, I think you need a Mike Ahern statue because, you know, they're yes. out of Ahern Stadium. I think all the trailblazers, all the uh, players oh, who broke God, the yes. color barriers, they could have one. Again, do, do you go with – so you have the – Ernie Barrett one, do you go with a uh, Bob Boozer? Do you go with a Michael Beasley? Do you go with a Jacob? Like, are any of those basketball players big enough? Here's the thing. If Gene Taylor sticks around for another six, seven years and Chris Kleiman wins a couple more Dr. Peppers and 
Jerome Tang doesn't, you know, leave this offseason and wins us a national championship, Gene Taylor <laughs> needs a statue. Jerome Tang, if he wins us a national championship, he gets a statue. Hell, we have the precedent set. If you win two Big 12 titles as a football coach, you get a statue. So you know what? Chris Common gets a statue. Taylor Bratt needs a statue as well. Bosco the dog needs a statue. More statues. I love statues. I think statues should be a thing. And and here's the thing. As long as it doesn't come out that you're hiding a pedophile for 30 years (laughs) like Joe Paterno. True. Um I think no one's going to protest like a, a Terrence Newman or a Cooper BB statue. Like those would be completely acceptable. Um, I don't know. There's I think tons Boozer of hoops. probably is the one for hoops, you know, Olympian gold medalist. Yeah. Well, did Mitch Richmond win a gold medal? I just feel like we need, <clears throat> we need a recent, a recent player. I mean, we don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I just feel like it'd be nice to get like a, a player of our generation represented with Poland's a statue the only, for, like, for like if you're talking statue know. Poland's the only option for basketball the all-time winning scorer I mean because Michael Beasley's the best player to ever play for K-State but again go up in the rafters for a year I don't think he can get it if he would have won Naismith player of the year whether or not he was robbed maybe you could make the argument um but I don't I don't think I mean because what player of our generation for football are we counting Michael Bishop and Terrence Newman our generation? Probably not. Maybe Newman. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I Cooper Beebe deserves one though. Especially I mean, if, if he, he had if he had Cooper Beebe in like a three point stance in front of an ear, that'd be pretty hot. I mean, that would be pretty cool. I mean, that'd hell, be cool. Ty, I mean, Tyler Lockett, you know, Lockett. He was a four-time All-American, made a freshman All-American, made All-American as a wide receiver his junior, senior year. And then uh, – Like, I – yeah, I, we've kind of had this conversation about the rafters. And, like, I'm fully into just, like, honor your heritage, dude. Like, enjoy it. Put people up. Like, it doesn't have to be some unbelievably exclusive or insane thing no, to I get up there. Should. But. Yeah, but it's never gonna fucking happen. If that's the case, like we're are, we're already beating around the bush about like, oh, who should go up in the rafters? I think like honor it, enjoy it. Like these these, there's more nuances to like uh, deserving players to getting up in the rafters, et cetera. But like, give me fucking give me a six statue on every corner. <laughs> I want to, and then I want to read about why. Well, oh, who's this? Oh, that's Terrence. That'd be sick. I, I like. I don't care. Like. It's, okay, but let's get back to the question. Mount Rushmore, right, offensive lineman, Cooper. Jesus, Beebe. that's what we did for that question. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. But, but Cooper, so Beebe and listeners. Nick Lucky, without hesitation, those are one two. What you argue about for the next two, um, probably... that's when you could have arguments because again, recency bias. You go to the guys who have won offensive lineman of the year uh, with Dalton Reisner and uh, Cody Whitehair. But then it's like, okay, are you just brushing over all these, you know, mountains of men, you know, back in the 90s, early 2000s? I mean, yeah. I probably do. I probably do move past them. I, I probably, for me, it is probably Cooper BB, Nick Lucky, Cody Whitehair, and then the conversation is BJ Finney or Dalton Reisner. And it's only because I don't think I like Dalton Reisner as a human. Um <laughs> I, Which, I, I mean, I, we're just blowing, we're just throwing grenades left and right. So, I mean, I, but it's probably I like Reisner. He came so, to my apartment with Jesse Ertz, and I, I had a great time with him. He's a good boy. 
Um, so, I mean, that's probably my four. I'll and none say, of them are before Nick Lucky, which so it's all this millennium. I'll say Cooper Beebe, Dalton Reisner, Nick Lucky, Ryan Lilja. Oh yeah, Lilja. Lilja's a king, dude. <laughs> God, no, Lilja Lilja needs to be on there. Lilja so was pick, a, a a monster. Do you have Reisner or Whitehair? I, I I have Reisner over Whitehair. Okay, I'll I'll take white hair over Reisner just to be different, but no, you're so right. I think both of those are completely reasonable. Lil Lil J J needs to be, be there. On there. Good call. He has to be there. Good um, call. Good call. Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. Either one of those. All right. Um, Dan Merker, did, did trivia stop because he was deemed unbeatable? <laughs> uh, no trivia stop because like it takes a lot of effort to put a trivia board together. Um, I mean, to get 10 questions that are at a I, – I probably went too hard, but putting 10 questions together and then making sure that none of them are repeats and there's a mix of different categories, those are tough to put together. So that's why, Dan. I I vow to you we will have trivia this uh, offseason. You can come too, Grant, but you're not very good. I'm one and one. Did you win one of vic- them? I won like the first one. Yeah, I won one. Oh, cool. And then I lost another one uh, with a ridiculous wager. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, totally I was talking to Cody it. Isner about it. All you guys like went all in, and you all got it wrong. Yeah, that was really dumb. All right, we'll go to Evan, and then we'll end with uh, uh, SL Keck. If KU asked to play home games in Manhattan for a season, what would your compensation requirements be? This is what I'm going to say. I heard a rumor from someone from someone. So this is three or four degrees removed that KU has reached out to K-State and said, hey, we might need ten uh, contingency plans for this upcoming football season on where we Jesus. can play games because Arrowhead is their ideal one, but the Chiefs aren't keen to have seven games because I think KU only has seven home games. Not, might only be six, I don't know. But they're like, ah, we don't really want to do this all these times. Sporting KC doesn't want them because they don't want to fuck up their field. Uh, they're going to have an active construction zone, so they might not even legally be able to play Memorial Stadium. So, again, it's like fourth-hand information that they reached out to K-State and said, if we had to play a game here versus Colorado, could we? <laughs> no. That was, yeah, I mean, give us a billion dollars. Yeah, you literally yeah. cannot play on our field. Sorry. All right, and then the final one, three from Steve. What was the first band that made you think this is my favorite band of all time? I want your answer first. So again, not a big music guy. You don't even like music, yeah. I was gonna say yeah, you don't but, even but it was know the, the name Ameri- of one band. Well, it was the American Hi-Fi back when I was uh like maybe in elementary school or maybe middle school. Is like they do the the geeks get the girl and flavor of the week. It was like this punk type, like just like oh the woe is me. It, it was dumb as shit. I mean, their songs are good, but like I don't Everybody know. Everybody loves woe is me. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, so is the American Hi-Fi. Me, mine's probably Rush or Fleet Foxes. Uh, top three favorite video games. I mean, EA, college football, FIFA, and Madden. But I haven't played a video game in five years. Wow, oh, that's sad. You should get video games. Um, I'm probably going to when EA uh, when college <laughs> football comes back. I mean, one hundred percent. You'd be insane not to. I don't know. I this is a great question. It's a great question. 
top three video games of all time for me personally. Um, I will have to say they're all going to be really boring, like answers. I would imagine, like FIFA, Actually, I've got, that. Oregon put, Trail, <laughs> Oregon Trail. I put so much, so many hours into FIFA and NCAA, but like Rocket League is incredible. Um. Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six Siege, amazing. I love Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. That's that is, there's four for you. All right, and then the final one because this is going to be, uh, if not the longest episode, Do top iPod. five longest episode. <laughs> um, what would you wear if you attended a historic game? And he says like Ohio State, Michigan, uh, OU, Texas. What blah 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 blah. Some K State gear. Choose a team to cheer for. Question mark. Question mark. Here's a pet peeve, fan pet pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I it. cannot stand. I cannot stand someone who shows up to a game with different fan gear. Um, and, and I can't stand it. If you show up to a K State football game in Kansas City Chief stuff, uh, unless unless it is like rainy weather and you're wearing a poncho or you're wearing a stadium coat. So mm-hmm. if it's just generic weather, if you're showing up to a game rocking gear from a team that's not playing, I want to shoot you into the sun. The people who I hate most in the world are the people who wear St. Louis Cardinals stuff to Kauffman Stadium <laughs> when the Royals are playing the White Sox. If I go to a Chiefs game and I see someone wearing a Packers jersey and the Chiefs are playing the Seahawks, I hate you. I cannot stand those people. So no, there's no scenario in which I would wear K-State gear to a game where K-State's not playing. I wouldn't. I fully agree. That's that's very People lame. showing up in a Real Madrid kit to a sporting KC game. Look, you don't have to wear something soccer. Just wear a, 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 a what I would wear. I have like seven different long sleeve Nike shirts that are just a color. I would choose one of them. I'd probably choose a black one and then wear a, a, a gray Nike hat. <clears throat> I would wear whatever game I decided to go to. I would most likely just wear the home team. And yeah, I would or you like, can do that. I'm cheering for the home team because I'm here and it's fun. That's usually what I do. Anytime I've ever been to a neutral game, I say, all right, I'm on board with the home team. Let's go. Like it's if, fun. If someone gave me tickets to KU Houston and Allen Fieldhouse, I would just wear a black Nike shirt and a black Nike hat. I've also done that. I've gone to, I've been a guest at KU games and I was like, can't wear a cage shirt no and i would just wear like a polo i just wore like a polo or something a black yeah, shirt yeah you don't have to be an asshole and wear and again i'm not saying that you are an asshole if you do this but i hate you for it like i <laughs> it is stupid to i'm saying yeah. something I agree. behind I your back like i i and, and here's the other thing the, the final thing and then we're gonna we're i'm gonna let you talk to the boneheads because they miss you and then we're gonna call it a day the only thing that is worse about you being an asshole and wearing team gear to a game of a team that's not playing, the only thing is that is worse is when you try to disguise yourself while you do it. If you are a asshole St. Louis Cardinals fan going to a Royals game and you're wearing a powder blue Aussie uh, whatever, the, the shortstop, uh, powder blue St. Louis Cardinals jersey and you're trying to blend in, fuck you and your mom. Like, I hate you. If you are going to a K-State 
Oklahoma State game and you show up wearing a black Oklahoma shirt? No, go to hell, dude. Like, not only are you being an asshole, but you're also trying to blend in. If you're going to be an asshole, own it. And I'm going to still hate you, but I'm going to hate you a little less than you trying to blend in. Because you know exactly what you're doing when you're trying to blend in. So, there you go. Fully with that. Got heated there. All right, say whatever you want to the Boneheads. Uh, Boneheads, I love you. I don't even know if half of you know who I am anymore. <laughs> it's been so long since I've been on the show, uh, but it feels good to be back. Scott, anytime you want me to get on here, I will. And if the show is still going a year from now, which is in question, I think, but uh, I'll be here for the next Christmas episode. And hey, maybe maybe if you end the show, we'll just do a Christmas drunk podcast anyways. We'll just so, pull it out of our asses and we'll do it. So I think technically, contractually, I have to do at least 12 episodes. Actually, no. Oh, no, no. I, I think contractually, I have to do at least 12 episodes after July 24th before July 2025. Um, So it's not like a 100% guarantee that the show will be back for an entire 20. 24 25 but there will be at least 12 uh episodes and i always thought and and part of the reason why i've made some of the decisions with bosco's boys that i have is because whenever the show ends i do want to keep the rss feed and just sneak an episode out there just like oh something big happens dust off the mic post i have a hard time believing you're really gonna retire Dude, at some point I need to. I or I need to drastically cut back. You need to a, cut back. That's this is a lot man. of work. This is a lot of work. Um, that's why I quit. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you have reason. Um, if I ever get married and have a kid, I'll quit too. Um, but not married, no kid. All right. Um, that's all we have. This is probably a top five long episode, but the drunk Q and A's almost always are. They're always um, like almost two hours. So Grant, thank you for coming back on. I will say, and I, I've said this a few times, uh, we had a Patreon for like three months and then a pandemic happened. And a lot of folks have said, Hey, why don't you bring it back? Hey, I, I don't need you guys to pay me money. We have great sponsors, all that stuff. If you've ever thought, Hey, I would pay a monthly fee for Bosco's boy stuff. Please consider donating that money during this time of giving uh, to a charity near and dear to your heart. I'm not even going to tell you which charity. Just do something that you feel close to. Um, I want to say Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. I want to thank Grant. I want to thank Chauncey, the best dog in the world. I want to thank the Boneheads, best best podcast fans in the world, even though some of these questions were not that great. Um, That's all we have. For Grant Copeland, Topeka's best dad of the year, at least a nominee. For Chauncey. (laughs) The best dog, and I love him very much. My name is Scott McFarland. I love you guys. Merry Christmas, and go Cats. It's okay if it doesn't. Scott cut me off. He didn't let me say it. What a sick bastard. He also didn't let me wish any happy holidays to anybody. Well, I gave you a whole thing, and also, I'm not kidding. There's only a 50-50 chance we might have lost that entire two-hour episode since I hit record. Yeah, probably. Um, Happy holidays to everybody. Happy Hanukkah, which ends tomorrow on the 15th. This yeah. will be actually in the past. But Merry Christmas. Um, happy New Year's. And I love you all. Meet me at the cat head.
Them jingle bells are ringing, whole family's back in town. Mama's holding down the kitchen, daddy won't stop bragging about how we cut us down a big one, perfect size, ten foot high. And we drug it through the front door and wrapped it up with lights. That Christmas tree ain't the only thing getting lit this year. There's old camp in the eggnog and that fridge is full of cheers. Got some good old Christmas spirit in this cup right here. That Christmas tree ain't the only thing getting lit this year. All paws in the pantry sneaking something from a flask. Hey, man, he's nodding off again and we can't help but laugh. Cause Cousin Eddie's in from Denver, brought some homegrown mistletoe. And if that's any indication how this holiday's a go, that Christmas tree ain't the only thing getting lit this year. There's old camp in the eggnog and that fridge is full of cheers. Got some good old Christmas spirit in this cup right here. That Christmas tree ain't the only thing getting lit this year. Network.